Welcome to Lost Legends, Tales of Third, Season 3. This is Ben, the DM. Well, there are only three numbers. There's one, two, and many. My name is Theron. Did anyone else have like a weird rope fantasy? Kalanon. Magna, your squire is absolutely brutalizing coffee. This is not going to brighten up my day. I'm Big Boots. I'm your new best friend. Let the mayonnaise embrace you. I don't need your mayo aid. You know, the smell of shit and mayonnaise is going to just go right together. My name's Magna. Spumoni, spumoni. Who is a calling? On three, dirty water boys. One, two, three. Dirty water boys. Dirty water boys. I, I can fix this. I can fix this. I can fix this. Uh, I, I cast uh, uh, friends on him. Uh, has no effect. Uh, I, I can fix this. I can I can fix. No, no, no. I can fix this. Uh, charm person, Ben. You see him look down at you. Uh, just complete confusion, hate, fear in his eyes. Uh, I can fix this. I can fix this. No, 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 no. no. D- Daddy Nibs, no. Uh, I, I cast uh, a gift of gab. He starts to froth at the mouth, as if he's been bitten by uh, something with rabies. I, I, I can't fix this. I can't fix this. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry, Daddy Nibs. Last time on Lost Legends Tales of Thern, the Dirty Water Boys facilitated an exchange of medical supplies during the three-day truce with the Golden Empire. As both sides of the trench came together and began softening, hopes of a peaceful resolution seemed ever nearer. During the exchange, our heroes discussed conflicting accounts of the Great War's cause with Lieutenant Cormac Longmoon and left him questioning his faith in King Aldario and the Golden Empire. Our scene continues as the Golden Empires use their greatest weapon, weaponized madness fog, aimed at the No Man's Land. The Dirty Water Boys have proven to be unfazed due to their status as champions of the gods, but King Nimbulon, who arrived on the scene moments later to help, is caught in the maddening haze. Go and roll for initiative, guys. Oh yeah, we just got carpet bombed. Well, I hope I didn't waste that nat 20. Fuck! That's a 29. Twenty-nine. You have a plus 9 initiative? That's what it says on my sheet. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't understand that myself, but hey, it's, it's there. Do you have the alert feet? Uh, ooh, that's a good. Yeah, I think so. God okay. damn it! I haven't played this character in four weeks and so forget everything. Um, yeah, because alert gives you a plus five right yeah, off the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, what about know. Magna? I got a four. Got a four. Here, I rolled a yeah. five and thought King Nimbulon was going last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go, Theron. Nineteen. 19. Excellent. And big boots. 17. 17. All right. So, Daphne, you're the first to react as you see King Nimbulon just lo- you know, looming above you guys, frothing at the mouth, uh, red eyes. His entire face is contorted. Normally, it's kind of, uh, you know, fatherly and congenial. Now he looks like someone that just witnessed the most gut-wrenching fart on the elevator. <laughs> That's a reaction. Who that farted? And just goes into a rage. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for the funny part there, because none of this is going to be fun. Okay, um, can I can I say something and then take my action? 
Absolutely. More like to myself. Uh, I'm holding on to my amulet of uh, Famous, and I'm just going to say, please protect Big Boots from everything that's about to happen. So cover emotions, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cast Sanctuary on him. What's that do? He's me? warded against attack for one minute. So if if the creature goes to attack him or cast a harm for, harmful spell, they'll have to make a Wisdom saving throw before it can go off. Excellent. Ooh, even physical attacks. And that's what it says. Ooh, neat. So yeah, one thing oh. to keep in mind too: it doesn't affect um, area of effect spells oh, like fireball. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Um, I'll still take it. I don't think Nebulon uh, has a fireball spell. <laughs> here's the thing: <laughs> I yeah, I'm not aware. Like I'm not aware of. Um, I can't metagame that, so I, my character has no idea that we're not affected by anything. So, also, just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, so that, that's my turn. Heck yeah. Well, after uh, Daphne, then we have Theron. Big Boots, are you, are you okay? Uh, there's a lot to process here, but we need to, we need to make sure he doesn't hurt anyone. Okay. Are, 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 we, are we fighting or are we running? We, we know how this ends. We gotta stop this here. Alright. Um, first thing first, I'm gonna use my free action to spin the uh, hourglass on my sword to put haste on myself. As a bonus action, I can manifest my Echo, which I do. So now my Echo and I are going to go ham. So I run one way, my Echo runs the other way, and flank this Storm King from both sides. I'll just do my regular attacks because I already used my bonus action. So I'm going to swing my sword at him a couple times. And so... Alright, so it's just going to be two attacks then. One from me, one from the Echo. First one was a nat one. We're gonna call that one the echoes. Wow, can't believe my echo tripped over his own feet like that. Gee. Uh, yeah. Second one is a seventeen to hit. Seventeen will hit. Yep. So say the echo kind of like trips him up a bit, and then kind of right into your normal attack. We'll call this two-handed. We'll say we'll, the echo and I are both going two-handed since we're just using the sword. That's gonna be sixteen damage. All right. Got it. All right, and that's it for me. Yeah, as soon as you, as soon as he takes damage, he lets out this like blood curdling, inhuman scream that just echoes throughout the entire place, nearly deafening. After Theron, then we have Big Boots. Um, ben, really quick for my thing, um, I'm gonna do my uh, my magic chaos thing. So I roll a d8. I got a two, which is a wizard. I can do level five wizard spells. Holy shit. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that later because I have one already in the chamber I want to use. Um, I'm using a uh, psychic lance. Ralthamin's Raul, Raul psychic lance. It's from Fizban's Treasury Dragons. Uh, make a intelligent saving throw for me, big guy. All right. Intelligent save. That would be a 15. You did 17. So you're going to take 76 psychic damage and you're going to be incapacitated till the start of the next turn. Nice. Alright. 26 damage. Psychic damage. 26 psychic damage and he's incapacitated. So you can't take actions or reactions. Um, And then I'm going to Bardic Inspire uh, my boy Magna. 
Magnet, do good and hurt him, but please don't hurt him. Magnet's only going to use the Warhammer, so. Well, you get to you get a D10 to any D20 roll, you big guy. So it's just like plus ten. You roll a d10, and you get you add the result to. I've given you bardic inspiration so many times, Joey. How is this? How is this a new thing to you still? I'm dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb. You just forget. Okay, okay, excellent. Now, cinematically, what would this look like as you incapacitate him? Um, so it's a psychic lance. So I imagine like this giant lance is like protruding from my head, and it like shoots him in the knee. And it like it dr- brings him down to like a knee, and he's like kind of sitting there, like rubbing his knee, like ah, 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 for like you know his next turn. It'd be like that. Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember that um, Pokemon? It was like that really weird like Pokemon video where it's Pikachu versus like some dude, and he hits him right in the knee. He's like ah. My fuck! Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what video you're talking about. Well, I could just walked I away. You? Yeah, you could have walked away, and you didn't. <laughs> One where like War Turtles, like a cool greaser. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you, Pikachu. <laughs> Joey, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. So he can't take actions, and he can't take uh, reactions. So essentially, he's down on one knee, just kind of like foaming and gibbering at the mouth. He's not even saying words, you know, at this point. He is just, like, completely lost his mind. You see, like, one pupil is huge, and the other is the size of a speck. And uh, looks like he's breathing real heavy, like he's uh, in the fight of his life, so to speak. So that would be him. Um, after him we have Magda alright I don't want to kill the guy if it's possible so I'm just going to use the warhammer so yeah I'm going to go in for for a good old swing I'm going to aim for the leg though I don't want to we're going to try to neutralize him not kill him totally so good old swing Uh, 15 and then I also roll a d10 right yep so that is 32 to hit. Yikes. Yeah, that hits. Uh, yeah, because I have, well, I have plus 10 on the dice, and I had 15 and then the 7 for, with Bardic Inspiration. So yeah, yeah, 32 to hit. You hit the hell out of him. Yeah. All right. So then uh, damage. I'm also going to do Thunderous Smite with it. So the next hit's going to be... Uh, a little painful. Sorry. Alright, so that's eight bludgeoning damage. Got it. Alright, then I'm gonna swing again. Excellent. Yep, go ahead and make the attack roll. So you said eight bludgeoning damage. How much was the thunderous smite? Oh, I always thought, for some reason, I thought it was the. Thunder smite's like a bonus you can add to it, but you can do your regular smite. Oh. Well, I don't want to, like, kill the guy. <laughs> so I'm trying to I mean, be he's here. a fucking storm giant <laughs> king. He's probably got, like, 180 HP at least. Oh, he could okay. take some hits. <laughs> All right, well then. So, um, will that... So for my second attack, will that be a... Uh, will a uh, 19 hit? That'll hit. Okay. I, I should mention, too, on the topic of Thunderous Smite. So, 
Um, your character would have been among the giants long enough to know that they're immune to lightning and thunder damage. Just so you don't like waste a bonus action. All right, good to know. Then I will use, you said lightning and what? And thunder. Yeah, they have immunity to it. All right, well then we will use uh, searing smite then. Excellent. Uh, We'll do it. We'll go ahead and do uh, level four. Level four smite and uh, level three divine smite. Uh, All together with uh, divine smite, searing smite, and the bludgeoning damage from the warhammer, 63. Jeez. Okay, so I'd pull out my calculator for that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so you just smack the shit out of his leg. You hear a pop as his leg goes kind of out sideways, like a like a football injury type of type of smack here. Um, He lets out another just like blood curdling cry. And he looks at you and you can see tears running down his like just streaking down his face as he kind of just gives into this madness. Like he's no other choice. Uh, After Magna, then we're back to Daphne. I'm gonna smack him with my rapiers. A 19. 19 will hit. So at this point, he's pretty much bowled over uh, from Magna's attack. So yeah, he'd he'd be like attacking him prone. Um, So so really, you'd be attacking with advantage because it's melee against a prone enemy. We're still still good, but no uh, crit. So that's 8... 11. Hold on a second. Oh, 20 uh, piercing on the first hit. That's a 25 to hit. That'll also hit, yeah. <laughs> For being such a big dude, his armor class is not the best. <laughs> 8 piercing damage. Got it. At this point, you can tell he's starting to kind of wind down a bit. Like his strength is fading. Um, he's on the ground. His one leg is like just bent out. Um, he's got cuts. He's got scrapes. Um, still frothing and gibbering at the mouth, but uh, definitely starting to slow down. You can tell. Um, after Daphne, then we have Theron. I will just go ahead and keep unleashing a barrage of attacks on this man. Um, so I'm going to attack on him. this father. <laughs> on this, sorry, on this, on this king. Um, <laughs> Time for some Patra Regicide here. No, all right. So we're gonna go attack, extra attack, hasted attack, extra attack, and yeah, back and forth between me and my Echo. Good deal. And uh, you are flank, uh, not. I mean, you're flanking with the Echo, but also he is it, prone, so yeah, you have like, advantage on the roll regardless. Okay. Not twenty <laughs> on the first attack. Uh, all these are going to be non-lethal, possibly attempting to cut off limbs. Okay, no. Jesus. To, dis- to, dis- <laughs> to disable. Um, I mean, if we are able to somehow save him, we have healers that can... I'm sure there's people strong enough to... Regrow limbs? limbs? Yeah. yeah. Walk Chewing it off. Thing. Yeah, just walk thing. Regrow limbs. The really? charm of the maimed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does an unnatural 20 hit? That will. Yeah. Okay, so that's two hits, one of them crit. So, 24. Hits. 25. Hits. And last one. 14 plus 15, 29. Yeah, so four normal hits, one crit. One crit hit. Okay, so... 
bonus action hunter's mark. So, that'd be 2d6. One sec. Sorry, I have a lot of dice I have to roll just now. Just make up a number. So, I hit him for I know, right? 78 damage. <laughs> like, damn. That's probably you still on the what? low end. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I would go with that if, yeah, if that wasn't too low. So, here's the first hit. Here's the second hit. Here's the third hit. Here's the fourth hit. Here's the... Here, if you just give me the totals, I can tally them up. I got my calculator pulled up. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm setting my dice aside real quick. One for Colossus Slayer. He hasn't rolled them yet. He's putting them aside to roll. (laughs) I'm I'm rolling them all at once so then I can add them up. So there's one hit, two hit, three hit, four hit. Colossus Slayer once. Honor's Mark. Not as much as I I thought it was going to be in terms of dice. So that's not too bad. All right. Let's roll these bad boys. I'm only rolling like 12 dice, by the way. <laughs> only 12? Yeah, only 12. Alright, so 1, 7, 13, 15, 23, 26, 28, 39, 43, plus one more d6, 47. One sec, now I have to do the actual damage. Because you also add your, uh, your bonus yep. to each one of those attacks. Yep. So yep. five times. So it's plus ten for each one. So it's forty. So eighty-seven damage. I wasn't too far off. Not too far. Well, especially too when you had Make it right sure. on the money. He had seventy-eight hit points left. Oh no. And this yeah, so, these are non-lethal. Attempting to cut off like arms so he can't like cast spells and whatnot. Totally. Yeah, so Theron, cinematically, as you uh, wind up, and what weapon are you using? Remind me. This is all going to be with my my sword. Excellent. Yeah, like your time sword? Yeah. The Blade of Eons? Yeah, so we'll say he's like down on the ground. He goes to try and lift himself up, and uh, you come in with the Blade of Eons. It flashes in the light, and uh, you're able to cut his arm off. We'll say his left arm off at the elbow. And uh, he lets out another scream. Just like an ear-shattering, like, uh, you know, pierced through the fog scream as he's holding on to his stump and uh, kind of just rolling around on the ground. Um, at this point, he goes into shock and uh, is uh, effectively knocked out. So at this point, I need everybody to roll a perception skill check. Roll what? Is the perception check related to the king himself? It is not. It's uh, related okay. to the environment. Okay, just want to make sure, because I get advantage on perception against That's the a bunch of... On mark. Shit. What'd you get, Joe? I got a four. Oh, shit. I got a 21. 21, awesome. A natural 20. Excellent. 23. 23. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a plus eight to my perception. I have a plus so. ten. Damn. <laughs> hey, you made the dice, okay? You made the <laughs> dice. <laughs> if you want your dice made by Loganvo, hit up MingoBroResin.com for your Loganvo made dice. Or Hey Yo Logan on TikTok. Hey Yo Logan on TikTok. Approaching 10k followers. Oh, hell yeah. Jeebus. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, Big Boots... Theron and Daphne, you you three would hear this like swooshing of wind basically as um, you know, you're able to kind of tell like the fog itself seems to be lifting back up into the air. Um, 
as you're able to kind of look around and scan your surroundings, you'd see that wizards on both sides of the trenches are essentially trying to contain this fog and trying to lift it up into the air off of the no man's land uh, to kind of try and like get it away from the battlefield and neutralize it since it's, you know, dra dropped directly in the center, hitting our soldiers and their soldiers. Um, as it lifts up in the air, it makes kind of like this swirling orb of uh, yellow fog. And um, it's it's one of those, it, it seems as if the mages on both sides of the war just completely have this like similar understanding that like, we need to get this the F out of here. Like this is the nuke that's about to blow um, if we don't do something with it. You know, there's just no good way to get rid of a bomb nowadays. And uh, Adam West. And... Uh, <laughs> And so basically, Adam West as Batman or just Adam West in an interview said that? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring your shark repellent then? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta come prepared. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you'd see these maybe a group of like 20 mages on either sides uh, of, of the trench here, kind of coming slowly to the center and then trying to like move this giant ball. Um, one of them breaks off and comes to you and basically checks you you know, kind of grabs you by the cheeks and sizes you up, kind of pats you down, all four of you. And he, uh, he says, how remarkable. You, you are not, uh, you, you, how are you not gibbering at the mouth? I'm blessed by the gods. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah, it seems so. He says, that fog would have turned anyone else to, uh, well, he kind of gestures around the battlefield. You'd see, like, Golden Empire soldiers just, like, in the mud and the muck, like, poking each other's eyes out, throwing themselves on their swords. You'd see soldiers from the Coalition, like, tackling into each other, like, biting each other, like, biting chunks off of each other. Like, this whole No Man's Land is just kind of ripping itself apart as more wizards come out and start casting sleep on these poor souls. And uh, eventually the, the wizard just kind of looks over at the, uh, the armless, you know, knocked out body of Nimbulon, and his jaw just drops. And he says, look, I think uh, enough blood has been spilled this day, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He says, we will not attack you as you gather your dead and wounded. We would appreciate for you to do the same. He just looks terrified. Yeah, yeah you, you, contain that, you contain that horribleness and we'll call it good, my guy. Says, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And he um, essentially goes around, starts barking, or this wizard starts barking orders to some of the soldiers that are now, like, run, like, sprinting out into the no man's land, trying to contain this madness. You guys hear the crash of thunder and little love comes out. And uh, you see her just, like, holding on to her ring uh, from last time as she looks down at the armless body of Nimbulon and, without a word, picks him up and starts taking him just, like, big giant, like, poof, 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 steps back to the coalition side. Um, Big Boots, you'd be able to tell. This is like a like a cold fury, kind of a sense of initiative, like like she is hauling like like ready to haul some ass and try to figure this out ASAP. Yeah, I'm going with her. Ma Magna, can you carry me? Haste is worn uh, off and West? I can't move for like I can't move for like a little bit because of haste wearing off. Uh, so. Yeah, I I gotcha. He he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna throw a new Theron over his shoulder. <laughs> Just hey don't throw up on me, all right? Hey, Magna. Yeah. I didn't kill him. I just disarmed him. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. 
I said it when Big Boots was out of earshot. He lost his right to bear arms today. I fucking hate you too. No, I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. No, non-canon. Non-canon. Ghost of Bobby just rolls over in his grave, like, God damn it, Dad, no. Oh, too soon on that one, too, Ben. <laughs> yeah, little. Yeah, Magnus gonna carry Theron back to camp. What about Daphne? <laughs> that guy that I was talking to previous to all this mess happening, is he anywhere, like, do I just see him alive, dead, fighting? Cormac Longman? Sure, yeah. That's, <laughs> didn't write his the, name. The Golden now. Empire Commander? Yes. Yeah, he, um, he is, he is dead. Um, looks like he, there's, like, several bodies that have kind of dogpiled on top of him, just based on, like, the contorted, kind of, like, ring face that he has on, um, you can tell that he was also affected by the madness mist. Two things. Is there anything on him that looks like a family heirloom? Uh, roll investigation. Daphne's going to loot the body. <laughs> That's an 11. 11. Um, the only thing you see is like an armband. Looks like it's got a uh, kind of an elongated crescent moon. Okay, I'm going to take that, um, and then uh, let me check my notes, because uh, would you say that he, well, I mean, would you say he died, like, in my presence, so to speak, like, while we were handling uh, Big Daddy? Yeah, he's within 15, 20 feet. All right, I'm going to make one of those trinkets. Excellent. We're talking the ones that dangle from your hat, right? Yep. Okay, Awesome. But yeah, you'd be able to, that, that's something you do like while walking kind of thing, just kind of thread it in. Um, yeah. It's This armband is small enough that it wouldn't weigh the hat down too much. Oh, no, no. The armband's separate. The trinket is something that is created when I do the magic. Ah, okay. So yeah, in this case, then, what would, the trinket, what would the trinket look like then? Yeah, tell um, us about it. Probably looks kind of like a little bead. I mean, like not too small, but, you know, like a, a decent size bead maybe it looks very much like the colors of whatever he's wearing even if it's armor it could be like silver brown totally excellent like like distinctive enough that you'd recognize immediately that that was his trinket yeah good deal all right well meanwhile little love takes um the the body of king nimbulon back to high high command up on the hill um eldora is there uh she throws the doors open as um you know, little love kind of just Kool-Aid man's through the frame and uh, lays him down, you know, clears off all the, the notes and papers and documents off the table and puts him right there on the boardroom table. You know, Nimbulon is just kind of hanging there on his back, uh, unconscious, tongue hanging out, arms still dripping blood. And uh, little love, you know, big boots, you enter the scene, little love looks at you and you see this look of terror on her face as she says, there, there, there must be something you can do for as much as you've done for the gods. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to Shethos. I'm gonna pray to Thajun. I'm gonna pray to Fortana. All I've met. I'm gonna do a prayer. Right. Like uh, I, I I I we need this is this is not an ask. This is a need. Please, any of the gods listening, I I need this done for me. Need this done for the, our side of the war. Need this done for my family. Please help. So at that moment, 
uh, Theron and Magna walk in as well. In big boots, you would see is one of those things like it comes off almost like a mirage, where it's like you're not quite sure if you're seeing it right, if you're the only one that sees it, or if it sticks out to everybody. But in Theron's um, satchel that he wears, uh, you would see something glowing, like an energy coming from inside. Uh, I reach for it. Don't even like he's half dead asleep anyway, exhausted. So I'm gonna reach in and grab whatever I'm, it is. I'm all right now. You can you can set me down, Magna, and then you can reach in as I climb down. I hand you the bag. Let me see that. And then, yeah, I rustle through it. What's what's in there? Uh, you find a golden scroll from the season one finale. Like oh! one of the scrolls that the angels gave you guys. The scrolls, yeah. Oh, oh shit, I have one too. Um, yeah, I, I take his, like, uh, taking, and then I, I grab mine also um, out of my bag, and then I'll try, like, Magna, give me your scroll, now. Uh, please? Yeah, Magna said to him. There's no please, my, my dad's dying! <laughs> Magna gave it to him. <laughs> I can't lose another father. I can't. Yeah, essentially, uh, the three scrolls, you know, in the as as you're holding all three of them together, they glow even brighter with this like godly energy, and um, your character would just kind of instinctively know what to do. You know, spell scroll, boom, putting it right on King Nimbulon's chest, and you'd see essentially what looks like this holy energy kind of spread out from where his heart is throughout the rest of his body, um, kind of covering him in this like yellow golden aura. <clears throat> um, as soon as his whole body is covered uh, Little Love wipes the tears from her eyes and holds on to his right hand you know kind of squeezing his hand still has the ring on it and um, she uh, just kind of as this golden aura you know surrounds King Nimbulon and eventually dissipates and fades with the golden scrolls um, you would see her just kind of hang her head and she looks at Big Boots and comes over and kind of brings you in close, puts her other arm around you. And she uh, looks at her ring, kind of spins it, you know, spins it a little bit. She says, now, son, we're in uncharted territory here. And she takes a moment and pauses. She says, you see, before this, I had my ring enchanted so that Nimbulon and I could kind of mind meld, share each other's thoughts, send each other's thoughts. It says, during the attack, all I heard was screaming, agonized screaming coming from his mind. And now I hear nothing. It's as if he just kind of turned off. She says, physically, he's he's here. I can feel his life force, but mentally, spiritually, I I just don't know. Essentially, his his body has been purged of that madness mist. Uh, but he's like, for all intents and purposes, in a coma. Okay. Uh, were all three of the scrolls used? I want to say two of them were. Okay. I'm going to take the one for mine and keep it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I use the other two. Mine, mine is, is fine. <laughs> um, I. Okay, uh, how do we. How do we wake his ass up? We have a war to win. She says, uh, I I haven't the foggiest idea. I'm gonna cast Goodberry. <laughs> try 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 giving him one of these. <laughs> she just looks looks at the Goodberry and shrugs and you know, puts it near his mouth and he's just like stone cold out. Yeah, worth a try. Um, yeah, still breathing, heart still going, not waking up. 
Um, I have one of my wizard spells that I that I got. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can. It probably won't do anything, Ben, but it's a telepathic bond. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can just jump into his head and see if I can walk around, do anything, talk totally. to him. So yeah, I, I'll I'll touch him, create the bond between him and him and I, and and see if I can hear anything besides an echo in his head. Totally. Yeah. Um, as you, you know, kind of enter his, his, like his head, his mind space, he, um, essentially like it, it looks like you're in a dark room. Uh, the floor feels like a large, kind of like a puddle, like you're walking on water. Um, you hear the sound of like, like as if you were to like jump into a puddle, uh, everything is black. Um, I, I don't see anything just, mm -hmm. just wetness. H Hello. Hello. Daddy, Daddy Nibs. Nibs, it's your favorite, your favorite son, son, Big Boots. The sound of your voice seems to echo throughout. Can you wake, Can you wake up, up, please? please? Mom, 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 mom is not, not handling this well, and I'm on the edge of, of, of not, not handling it well either. Still nothing. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll pop out and be like, I I don't know, Mom. I there's there's nothing inside the head either that I can see. Okay, so shortly after this, um, you guys would hear kind of a rustling of armor and, uh, you know, the crackling of electricity just outside headquarters or high command rather. And, um, as you guys look outside, there are storm giants basically waiting for, waiting for orders. Uh, I, I walk out as the, the archduke of the storm giants, I guess. Um, I don't know what to do. Um, we're on a slight ceasefire, but the 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 king is alive, but not well. Where's the princess? Princess Eldora is there. Um, she's trying to essentially keep tabs. You know, all the papers are thrown off. She's like grabbing the papers, trying to reorganize everything, uh, checking medicine cabinets, seeing if there's any like potions, um, tinctures, anything she could find to try and help the situation or at least stop the bleeding. Um, we'll say that at this point she is like tending to the, the severed arm cause that would still be bleeding out, trying to cauterize it and like, you know, get it so he doesn't bleed out and die. One of the storm giant soldiers steps forward from the line and he says, respectfully, sir, we're waiting on orders from Lady Thundress. I, I can try to get her, but you know, her husband is not well and i don't know how well she's going to be able to do stuff um i'll be right back i'll, I'll talk i i go talk to mom like hey mom the uh the giants outside want to know what to do and they want to listen they want to hear it from you she's kind of lifts her head and says i suppose that tracks um she says nimbulon and i were married after all in his absence, I am the leader of the Storm Giants. Makes sense, yeah. And she takes a deep breath, just kind of takes a minute, paces the room a little bit, and says, here's what we're going to do. She says, um, only... She stops for a minute. She kneels down and looks Big Boots right in the eye, and says, Big Boots, you told me once that you and your companion spoke with Fortana, the goddess of luck. Yeah. What was the promise you made to her? Say it. We would end the war and do whatever it takes to do so. Whatever it takes. 
She wipes a tear from her eye and says, Son, I want you to make that same promise to me. This evil prince, this evil king now, I suppose, has taken everything from us. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to eat his fucking heart. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to straight up murder him and eat him. (laughs) She looks at you and just completely stone-faced says, No jokes, no exaggerations. Because I want you to promise me that you will do everything in your power to end this. I'll fucking go right now if you want me to. I fucking will. She says, right now, right now we just don't have enough information. We need to be smart, we need to be relentless, but we also need to be smart about it. She says, for the time being... I'm going to send a contingent of storm giants to take your father back to Vraubarg. Make him comfortable. Some place that he will not be disturbed. Yeah, that makes sense. In the meantime, we have a war to win. And she gets up from a kneeling position, goes outside, starts snapping orders to these soldiers. A group of four of them come in, um, grab King Nimbulon, and just kind of burst out through one of the windows, flying straight north towards Vraubarg. The, the giant, you know, the archway portal that you guys mm-hmm. found in season two. Yeah. Um, as little of, you know, you guys hear the crackle of lightning and thunder as she speeds away towards the battlefield to take command. So uh, at this point, coming up the hill from high command, uh, you know, coming up the hill towards high command is Commander Kerrigan Gray. He comes up just kind of like fresh on the scene, comes up, looks around, does an insight check, so to speak. And um, looks at the dirty water boys and says, I I believe there's something you should see. Sure. What is it? And he uh, basically brings you guys down. Says, we received a, a wagon from the other side. They're not sure quite what to make heads or tails of it. Is it a shagging wagon? Says, I... Uh, I assume Conestoga, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, says me, it was, let me take a peek inside. Says it uh, kind of came blazing across the no man's land. It was completely empty, save for one thing. A present? In a manner of speaking. Depending on who you ask, I suppose. He says, come, I brought it into uh, into one of the tents. He goes into like basically locking down like the uh, the the food the mess tent you know where uh, Potato Sam is. Potato Sam's got like his butcher's cleaver out. You'd see him sitting on like an upside down barrel, just kind of like sharpening it. Um, you know, you can see he's got like like just venom in his eyes as he looks at you guys and kind of nods knowingly. Sitting across the room, tied up, you know, six ways to Sunday, is Constable Wickland. Holy shit! Constabulary Wickleton. I say he is, his beard's grown quite a bit and he looks a bit weary from the war. You know, several scars. Looks like he's aged about 10 years in the last year. And he's completely tied up. And he uh, says, uh, gentlemen. Hey, hey, Constable, what what are you doing here, bud? He says, oh, well, first off, hey, besides all the war stuff, nice to see you. You know, you were, uh, you were an okay dude. You're looking yeah. good. He says, well, that makes two of us. Is and and likewise, big boots. He's kind of nods. I flex. <laughs> he, Why uh, are you tied up? <laughs> he says, "Well, that was uh, Potato Sam over there." But I suppose I can't really blame him. Potato Sam, was he tied up? He says, "Well, after what happened to the uh, King of the Storm Giants and all that, I suppose an enemy's an enemy." 
He says anything downright sour, looking to cut his tongue out, last thing he'll ever hear. Okay. I, I love where you're at. I love I love that headspace. Um <laughs> let's just let's just take a second. Um kind of weird that the barbarian who wants to fly at the handle and kill everything is like the the voice of reason right now, but it's just chill. Hey, uh, Daphne, this is Constable Wickland. Uh he was the main dude of the security in uh uh Indiglis. Um he was an okay dude to us. Uh yeah, so why why are you here, Connie? As well, I've uh Despite what your uh, chef believes, says I, I, uh, Commander Cormac or Lieutenant Cormac Longmoon was a good friend of mine. We rose through the ranks together this last year. He said something to me that has shaken my faith, and now after this latest attack, ordered by King Eldario, the mustard, uh, the the mustard gas, the the madness gas. So I, I cannot support the Golden Empire side of the war anymore. And so I come to you, as I am, a prisoner unarmed, with a gift. Brought me a present? Indeed. What'd you get I me? would like to offer you the end of the war. How's that? As well, it is no secret that our king, Eldario, has uh, been on the move, you know, to try and throw off attackers. He's impossible to track down if you're not part of his inner circle. But... As you see, I have it on some authority that his lords, his dukes, and his barons, after this mustard gas attack, are furious with him. And that they are... It is on the table that uh, he may not be fit to rule. Thus, our king is looking for something. He seeks an artifact known to those in the Golden Empire as the Wormfang Crown. Can I do a history on that? Yep, let's have everybody roll a history check. Shows how much time I spend reading books. <laughs> like, books? <laughs> books are for nerds! <laughs> I got a three. I only swing hammer, I don't read. <laughs> I got a 21. 21, excellent. I got a 14. And a 14. All right, so Big Boots, you've definitely heard of this. Daphne, you've heard kind of like the legend. Essentially, when Indiglis was first formed, uh, the Golden Empire was first formed, uh, the first kings had a uh, a crown, kind of like their symbol of their right to rule, uh, called the Wormfang Crown. It's a crown studded with rubies and, uh, you know, bound in gold with seven dragon teeth coming out kind of along the crown. Um, 200-ish years ago, during Sulian's War, um, it was essentially Indiglis was sacked by Sulian's army of zombies and the crown was thought to be lost, but it symbolizes like the Kings of old, you know, the right to rule. Um, and essentially Eldario is seeking out this crown basically to try and get the barons, the du the barons, the dukes, the lords back on his side, kind of like to prove his divine right to rule in spite of this mustard, this, this mustard gas, this madness attack. Is it is it just like a, a ceremonial? Is it just like a, a symbol, or does it actually have magical properties to like force people to like bend to his word or anything like that? So that's the thing. There are conflicting accounts. Some people say that he used the power of the crown to build the Golden Empire. Uh, some believe it's just a mundane crown forged from the teeth of a dragon. Um, but either way, uh, he is looking for it. He's sending out agents. So with that, Kerrigan Gray is uh, he kind of pops back up and he says, I've got it. 
I figured it out. The grand puzzle. So as you say, I believe it was Theron uh, a while back tasked me with finding information, trying to find a way that we could end this war. Find the crown first, right? As, well, yes. As I believe that find this the crown, is, find the prince. Well, in a, in a manner of speaking. And he uh, kind of sits back on his barrel, cracks his knuckles like he's about to sit down for a, a you know, a, a long <laughs> winded tale of his days in, as a gladiator. But uh, he takes a moment and says, Kalanon has taught me brevity, so I'll leave it at this. He says, when I first joined the military, there was a forest in West, the Western Golden Empire, you know, a mercenary, uh, we're sending essentially a, a soldiers for hire, like a mercenary group out to defeat this overgrown bugbear. For two years, we could not track this thing. We cannot discover it, but its gore, its trail of gore laid in our wake everywhere we went. Finally, we deduced that it had a particular taste for dwarves. And so the dwarven soldier in our group agreed to be the bait. We lured it out and killed it that same day. He says, I believe that this crown is the bait we need to lure out King Eldario and defeat him once and for all. Yeah, yeah, we kind of all got there, bud. Um, is, oh, oh, right. <laughs> a, little, a little slow in the uptake, sorry. It's been, it's been a day. Um, lots of papers. Yes, lots of reading. Good job, good, good job, Kerrigan. You can, you know, you Kerrigan, can, A plus for the day, now. <laughs> he just gives you a thumbs up. Kind of a dumb, big dumb smile, you know. Um, he says, the only, the only thing is that this, uh, this dragon, his black dragon steed, how, how, how are we to neutralize it? Connie, kill any any thoughts? He, uh, Constable Wicklin says, well, um, the dragon cannot be killed. However, he says, if I remember right, last time I saw King Eldario, he was issuing commands to it with the use of a medallion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. says, if you were to, say, lure the king in, take the medallion from his neck, Theoretically, you could then control the Elder Dragon. Just a huge and smile say, across Big Boots' face. <laughs> huge fucking smile. Yeah, and say, use it, you know, use the Elder Dragon to melt the king into the ground, atomize him. You could theoretically tell the dragon to jump into a volcano or into a, another dimension, uh, another, how you say, plane, where his influence would not be felt here and the dragons would resume their normal faculties. Yeah, yeah, those are all those all sound like good ideas. Um or I can just <laughs> never mind. Um anyways, uh do we know where this uh where where the crown is? Say at that, uh, Constable Wickland smiles and he says, Well, I've done a little bit of reading. It's been a long thirty-four hours since I last slept. I've done quite a bit of reading. You know, there are texts and archives on our side of the war. Uh, that you simply cannot get unless you're part of the Golden Empire. And he says, I'm bound up here. Uh, if you could reach inside my pocket. Magna. Uh, what? What do you want me to do? Will you reach into his pocket? You're closer. He reaches into his pocket. All right. You find a book. Uh, essentially, it's the lusty half work. And he says, no, no, sorry. Get the <laughs> <that> pocket. <laughs> Gotta be more specific. Yes, my, my left pocket, thank you. Right, that is just you, my reading material for later. 
gets lonely in them trenches. I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's a man of culture. So Magma reaches into his left pocket. All right, you find an ancient map. Um, essentially, the person that took the crown. Um, it's like a page from his diary, and uh, essentially says he has taken it to a place called uh, Corjatham Temple. Uh, can I have everyone roll history on Corjatham Temple? I got a 10. 10. Ah! I got a 1. I, I, know I got a 13. I got a 16. A 16. Um, da- how, did, how did Daphne do? Or 1. Back? 1, okay. <gasps> so, Theron, you would have definitely heard of this. And really, it, it would make, kind of make sense because, you know, Corjatham Temple is near where your, like, family's tribe of elves lives, kind of in the same neck of the woods, literally and figuratively. So, Corjatham Temple is kind of uh, Shangri-La-esque. It lies in the very center of the Silent Jungle. Uh, Silent Jungle is a place where there's a magical effect that basically is completely silent um, as soon as you enter. Now, there is another magical effect that you're able to speak telepathically. Um, but the predators, flora and fauna inside of the silent jungle have adapted to this environment to basically get on without the use of sound. Uh, somewhere inside Korjatham Temple um, is is where the crown is, oh, essentially where this this thief took the uh, took the crown. Wasn't it like going around this jungle? Isn't that how we ended up meeting the Omurutal goblins originally? Yep. Yep. You guys can go through the jungle, or you can go through the mountains. Yep, went through yeah. the mountains, met the Omorukatal. Yeah. Imagine if we had gone through the jungle, how different the story would be. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very different. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the temple is run by a fairy dragon named Korjatham, uh, which is where, you know, Korjatham Temple comes from. And essentially, this place is kind of wait, like wait, wait. a... I'm sorry, did I mishear you? say fairy dragon? Yes. Yeah, little mini, little mini dragon guys. They're cool. Yep. Oh, okay. A gecko. <laughs> well, because like, like in Vietnamese, like lore of like how the world came about is a a dragon and a fairy got together, banged, and then like created the Vietnamese people. So like, I'm half fairy, half dragon. So when you said fairy, fairy dragon, dragon, I'm like, that's me. That's me, buddy. <laughs> I did not know that. That's neat. Yeah, that's, yeah like no, a, it's it's like a, a whole cool story. <laughs> yeah, they're like little desktop dragons. They're, they're oh, okay. Neat. Yeah, they're pretty legit. Instead of like a breath weapon, they have like like a uh, I don't know if you ever read Brave New World, but it's like a Soma breath, where it's just like, blah, then everyone feels really good, kind of gets stoned. Nice. It comes out, I always flavor it coming out like glitter, you know? Like, they mm. just kind of sneeze glitter on people, and they feel really good about it. They go, pocket <laughs> They feel good about it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is a place where people who've done, like, the foulest evil things in the world, they can go to Korjatham Temple, you know, brave the perils of the jungle, go to the temple and the temple has a, a way of kind of extending people's lives. So humans can live hundreds of years inside the temple. And during that time they pray, they fast, they try and get right with the gods before they pass. And that's kind of the, the whole point. It's like a neutral zone, you know, where people are allowed to like repent for what they've done in their lives. And so this thief that stole the crown, uh, so the crown is somewhere in, in Korjatham temple and the thief is presumably there as well. Okay. Well, Connie, that's a, uh... Thanks for coming over, man. Um, appreciate that. I think you can untie him, Potato Sam. Potato Sam just looks and he's like, are you, are you sure? Yeah, I, I'm willing to put my name on it, sure. It's alright. If not, you know what to do, Potato Sam. 
<laughs> or Ben. Chop his arms off. <laughs> yeah. Or Ben. Whichever, whichever one is here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever voice in my head is speaking, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, you know what to do if, if it doesn't work out. Just make him betray us and kill an important NPC. You know? Totally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Sam's next. Sam is next. Oh no! Don't do it. There would be riots in the streets if you kill Potato Sam. I'm sure we're losing a lot of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some NPCs you don't touch. Right. The 11 oh, year old child, you can kill him, but the the beloved potato wielding NPC. <laughs> yeah. The bad guys have already had their kick the dog moment twice over. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only twice. That's it. Maybe three times. <laughs> so we're racing to to get this crown before the king. Before uh, let's the king go. Does <laughs> does oh, hey Connie? Does does the false king know about this this thing? This location? Yes. Ooh, so it is a, a veritable race to get there. Get the crown, and then that will be our bait to lure him out and destroy him. Setting up for a final battle, boys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna caress Console Wicklin's face with the back of my hand. And I said, "You did good, kid. You did good, good boy." <laughs> he, uh, he says, "Now my information does come with a cost." You didn't say that. I'm sorry. I no probably should have let off. No, 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 take backsies, buddy. I mean, I let you free. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Because I would like you to take me with you when you get to Corjatham Temple. Why? That sounds like a moment for you. Because like we took we took someone yeah. with us. Somewhere to, like, get the Peacekeeper, and then he destroyed the Peacekeeper and started this whole war. That's what happened last time uh, we had to bring an important NPC with us. I don't know, Con- Connie. <laughs> yeah, that, that thought went through Alex's mind, but he decided not to say it. <laughs> he, uh, he says, well, if I'm being completely honest, this war has claimed the lives of both of my sons. He says, I can see them. This war has killed three of my dads. You have yes. children? I can, Yes. I can see them just as clearly as I see you now. He just kind of looks over in like a seemingly empty corner of the mess hall. And he says, um, I would like to stay there and get right with the gods. Um, I'm going to cast Zone of Truth on him. I'm going to cast Zone of Truth on him. I I don't trust it. Babu doesn't trust it. He net won the wisdom save, which is fine anyway, because I was going to have him, I mean, go along with it. But basically, yeah, you can tell he's being completely honest. Like he's had it with this war. He's had it with King Eldario. For him, the best thing he can do now is try to help the good guys win, and then repent with what little life he has left. Try to so, get it. So you want to you want to spend the rest of your life at the temple, just chilling? Is that what you're saying? Well, yes. Okay. Because I think that would be the right course of action, considering what my actions have wrought. Uh, what are your stats looking like, man? I don't want to like play babysitter, like because honestly, if like shit goes down. I'm not going to jump in front of a bullet to save you. No offense, Connie. I like you a lot, but you're taking that lightning bolt if it comes, you know? He has the stats of a veteran. CR3, 58 hit points. He's got, like, golden splint armor on. Ooh, CR3. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah. You just know the danger. I'm not jumping in front of a bullet to save you. Um, I, I got to kill the king. Um, and if it's like, hey, you can kill the king or save Connie. Sorry, Connie. You're, you're falling down that well, you know? <laughs> he nods and says, understood. I would not expect any less after what my people have done. Uh, there's one more thing you gotta learn how to do. Our national yes. salute. And I finger gun at him. He, uh, he just chuckles and says, ah, yes. The classic Big Boots finger gun. Finger gun's back. Alright, you're in. 
as I hope that in some small way I can help bring about the end of this conflict, send all these boys home to their fathers, fathers home to their wives. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, uh, Potato Sam, give him some food, and we're about to, we're going to head out real soon. All right, Potato Sam, you know, finishes untying him, using his butcher's cleaver to, like, cut the ropes. Uh, Constable Wickland stands up, and now you get the full measure of him. You can tell this war has had, like, a pretty big toll on him. Um, he just looks exhausted. Very much like Eldora, you know, like like they're both just feeling very worn out, bogged down from this fight. And uh, kind of rubs his arms where the ropes are pretty tight and um, says, I am ready when you are. Whatever, whatever, you, whatever you want to do from here, Ben, if we want to talk to command first and let him know, or we can just head out right now, secret agent style. Probably talking to high would command would go? be a good idea. Nah, need it. Just because, you know. If if the dirty water boys go missing, that'll be it's the great mystery of the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be we a send a big paper thing. bird to the princess to let her know where we're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like little fake big booths going around. Like, yeah, we're totally here. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't go off. Still keep fighting. Morale is high. Mar. It's actually a storm giant pretending to be big boots, but they didn't shrink down. They just shrunk down to like a normal human size because to them, all medium creatures are the same. I can become six five <laughs> with my little ring. That's true. Yeah, I'll go. I want to. I'd probably say goodbye to mom in case things break bad. Definitely. Yeah, so little love. She would still be up there, kind of by high command, issuing orders and stuff. Um, the different storm giant uh, platoons and whatnot. Uh, you guys would all see her still kind of fidgeting with her wedding ring. Like she's still trying to communicate with the, you know, with King Nimbulon. And as you guys approach, she, uh, you know, stops for a moment, stands up at attention, puts both hands behind her arms and like a, like a military type pose. You can see she's dressed in like complete plate, like storm giant plate armor. She has a red cape with the, the scrubs on her shoulders, indicating that she is, now taking command of, you know, in this post that she never wanted, you know, because that, that's kind of part like with her character and stuff. You know, she ran away the first time from the arranged marriage because she had no interest in leading the giants. And now that responsibility has kind of been thrust on her. Um, you, you look good. Um, I'm going to go end the war. Okay. She looks down at you and just smiles. Me and me alone, and supporting act, support, supporting cast, maybe. But <laughs> just tell me, son, is there anything you, anything you need, anything at all? Well, I tell her the plan. Um, you know about getting the crown and stuff. Uh, if you could uh, just keep them busy up here. Um, and if you have, like, any magical items that, like, you hold back and then you want to give to me now as, like, my inheritance, like, hey, by the way, here is, like, the Saber of Gunthar and it, like, does <laughs> plus 20 damage or whatever. Hey, perfect time to give it to me, but yeah, otherwise. Plus 20 damage versus BBEGs. Yeah. <laughs> Against unfit kings does does a 20 extra <laughs> necrotic damage. I like that. I'm going to write that down. Sword of Gumfire. <laughs> Season five. It only does one before damage, though. <laughs> Normally, yep. so it's only good against the big bad boss. That's it. Right. <laughs> I love that. 1d4 damage normally, plus 20 damage against the big bad evil guy. <laughs> you 
can just walk around stabbing random NPCs at the beginning of a campaign with it. Like, are you the secret bad guy? Nope. <laughs> That's how you find the him. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you just line Am up I all the, the secret NPCs. bad guy? Halfway through, is like thunk, and the guy dies. Thunk, <laughs> <the bad> guy. <laughs> like that's that's this world's like thing testing over. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, she um yeah. Once you guys tell her the plan and stuff, she uh, basically the light bulb moment comes on for her, and she says, you know, if you're able to use this crown, draw out the evil king, take the amulet, and destroy him. Um, she says, we'll still need a place for Draconon to go. She says, I can get my storm giants working on that. The same magic that created Vraubarg, you know, the, the portal, essentially, we could whip up some kind of portal for you to order Draconon through once the, once the king is destroyed, something to take his foul essence out of this plane forever. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We can totally scratch the back of his head. We can totally do that. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan. Yes, I'll get my mages. My uh, cloud giant's right on it. And she just gives you, like, the first genuine smile you've seen in a while. And uh, she says, yes, this this could work. Really quick, Ben. I'm going to cast Legend Lore on the crown itself. So, the Legend Lore is basically you speak the name of something, and then you get, like, extra hidden information from it. Uh, anything that you may not have, you know, I don't want, I don't want you to break your story, but, like... If I were to wear that, would I be considered the king? You would not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell me about it? So, so I'll just tell you. So, with legend lore, you would know that um, essentially the. Uh, I'm casting my wizard spell from that, like my thing I got earlier. To get it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spell legend lore would tell you that it this crown does have a magical effect on it. Essentially, it gives you advantage on insight, and it gives you advantage on persuasion checks. Okay. I'm going to keep... sounds like I want to keep that anyways. Very thinking. Yeah. Okay. You know, because as a king, you got to be able to convince... You know, speak to the masses, and also insight for anyone that's going to try and kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alright. So, I'm going to keep the crown, too, Mom. Um, If that's cool with you. She uh, looks and she says, well, personally, I think a crown would look nice on you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Yeah, uh, it. It's all coming together. We can get it resized as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, probably. Playfully punches your shoulder with her giant fist. I, I stagger a little bit. I was just going to wear it around like a hula hoop around my waist, <laughs> but that works too. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks at the four of you. She says... Um, Truly, Bobby and Nimbulon would be proud. Before we go, go I need to I need to find Azera too. Totally. <laughs> yeah, she uh, smiles and says, "Let's win this war." All right, hands in the middle. Everyone, hands in the middle. Daphne, this is new to you. Hands in the middle. Put your hand in. Yeah. Okay. On three, dirty water boys. Mom, you too. Wait, One, two, it's her giant hand over. This like a, like her hand's like big enough that it casts a shadow <laughs> on the party. <laughs> on three, dirty water boys. One, two, three, dirty water dirty boys. Dirty water boys. boys. <laughs> uh, we've already done this at least one time before. You forget all the time. I I my memory is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even notice I was gone for a while. <laughs> I mean, my my dad's. I just kind of had to kill my dad. So again. Yeah, Ben, we there's noticed. a couple of things that I We just, just assumed you were busy. Let's see. We'll resolve Theron and Azera real quick, and then Daphne. I think you mentioned there's a couple of things as well. Yep. 
All right. <laughs> so, thank you, sir. <laughs> so, Theron, um, essentially, as you guys are like prepping to leave and stuff, I assume on the back of Moxie, um, Nazera yeah. would come up to you with like a kind of like a, a another wine skin and then some extra rations packed lovingly. I would, uh, I'd ask you to go, but this is, this is it. Um, if I don't return, we can't, we can't leave a child without a parent. So, plus they need your help here. She, uh, she says, I, I understand completely. She walks forward, puts her hand on your shoulder, and just pulls you in and plants one on you. Like a long, sweet kiss. And she pulls away and says, you go win the war. I'll keep an eye on little love. Make sure that she's doing okay. Good. Love you. And she blushes and says, love you too. New Theron. <laughs> <laughs> I turn around and I mount, mount up. Climb on, the, climb on the carpet. Sounds you, vaguely you too, sexual. New, new, new <laughs> mount Zara. the carpet. Mount the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I mount Moxie because the alliteration <laughs> just out right in front of her. <laughs> this is what's waiting for you when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I say, okay, bye, new Nazera. <laughs> she just chuckles and, you know, kind of waves you off and stuff. Um, or sees you off, rather. So, meanwhile, Daphne, unfinished business. I'm so glad I had myself muted for that, because I kind of <laughs> died there for a hot second. I mount up. I'm like, um, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Need another disclaimer. Ooh, holy moly. All right, I got a couple of things I got to take care of. Uh, first of all, do I know anybody around here that's really good at understanding what might be in my three vials? Yes. Or do I know possibly one of the three? Uh, you could try and roll, we'll say medicine or arcana. That's an N unnatural 20. Excellent. Yeah. So you'd know that, um, do you say unnatural 20? Yeah. All right. So you'd know that the blue vial. Blue, black, and yellow. The blue vial is basically a um, one that you drink. You know, it's maybe the, the size of like, like it's maybe four ounces, we'll say. You drink it, and then you immediately exhale a breath made of force. Um, kind of like a breath weapon. Does 8d6 force damage, or half as much on a save. Uh, you would also know that the yellow one, um, essentially, you coat a weapon with it. It's one-time use, and when the weapon hits the target... Uh, they take 1d6 levels of exhaustion. Holy shit, you could straight up kill a motherfucker? Yeah, level <laughs> 6, yeah. Uh, the the black vial, though, um, that one you're not sure of. Okay. Is that something that Kalanon would know? Um, there, there's a... So there there is a kind of a local wizard on your side that you know, your character would have heard of, uh, you know, name is Idore McManus. And uh, he is kind of the local potion healer, poisoner kind of kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's he's like yeah. one of these guys that's that's big with the in the the medicine or the, the medicinal slash medical tent. Okay, I'm gonna go to him and see if he can uh, help me out with this black one. 
All right. You'd see him there with a half a dozen Chewingas. There's a guy on, there's like a, like a coalition soldier, basically missing both arms and both legs uh, on one of the operating tables. And Idori is there, pulls down his medical mask and he says, hey, would you look at this? The surgery was perfect. And the man is like, what are you talking about? Kill me. <laughs> That's dark. That's so fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> and Adore says, hey, not to worry, my friend. Not to worry. You see my little plant plant, plant, plant friends here. We can, uh, they won't fix you right up. Yes, they have a charm that will, uh, it will only hurt a little bit. And he says, what? I, I don't understand. And he says, go get them, boys. And the four Chewingas each start casting their charm, the charm of the maimed, essentially helping this guy, like, regrow his lost limbs. And, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Wizard McManus just kind of sits back, folds his arms and smiles as over the course of about three minutes, this guy's arms and legs grow back, like, perfectly healthy as they were before. Um, the man gets up, kind of starts flexing his hands, looks over to Dr. McManus and just wraps his arms around him. And the Chewingas kind of come over with their little plant feet, like little root feet, and they come over and just kind of turns into a group hug. As Adore says, hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. It's a good doctor, hey. That'll be only uh, 200 gold pieces. I kid, I kid. Now you go back out there and kick some us. And the man just kind of nods and smiles, looks over at Daphne and says, oh, you're next. That's very oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. He goes oh, and starts, like, donning his armor in the waiting room and stuff. And Dr. McManus comes over and, you know, comes over and just kind of, like, loops his arm under yours through the elbow. And he says, how can I help you? You do not seem to have any ailments. I do not. I need you to help me identify something. Ay, 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 look at this. If it is not Daphne. It's Daphne, yes. I recognize your hat. <laughs> yeah. It's the Hat of Death, yeah. Hat of Death, that will like, be the literally. title of my next novel. I can help you write that. Not a problem. Uh, that would be uh, much appreciated. I'm like, do you know... You know what? See, do you know what all of this means? Like all these little trinkets and bubbles and things coming off of my hat. Do you know what this I, means? I assumed it was a fashionable style choice, yes. It kind of is, but it's not. Yeah, pulls up a stool for both of you guys. He says, I would love to hear. My next appointment is not for another 20 minutes or so. Well, I'm going to tell you. Because I'm actually kind of dying to tell somebody. (laughs) And he just gets, like, really excited about it. You see his knees start to kind of shake with anticipation. So every time that I killed someone out uh, in the world before I found you guys... I took something from them. So, all of this, these are all dead people. So it's the hat of death. Except, since becoming champion of females, now three of them at least, currently, right now three, uh, they contain the souls of people who have died while I've been around. He says, surely not the entire soul, maybe like a echo of sorts. I do not see Fimos uh, being a doctor, you know, uh, doctor slash wizard slash absolute beefcake. Yeah, what have you? He says, uh, I do not see death, so callously uh, disregarding those in his care. 
I said what I said, man. You know, like, are you gonna, are you going to argue with the champion of death? Come on. He shrugs. He says, death is all around us, friend. If you are okay, but no, seriously, you're, you're, you're okay. You're, you're okay. You're okay. You're, you're partially right. It, it is a piece. It's not the whole thing. Still super powerful, though. Oh, indeed. It, is it okay if I touch one of them? Uh, yeah, sure. He, like, just reaches his pointer finger out and, like, kind of flicks one of the danglies off of your hat, kind of like a cat. <laughs> How wonderful. That one doesn't have a piece of a soul in it, though, but, you know. That well, guy yet. was a real asshole. Anyway, look, I, uh, yeah, there's a war going on, so <laughs> I need you to identify this vial of black substance for me, if you can. And I'm gonna oh, just yes. take it out and hand it to him, and hopefully he gives it back to me, because if he doesn't, I'm gonna kill him. All right, he, uh, goes and takes the vial, uncorks it, smells it, he's like, oh, oh my. Then he goes and kind of like takes out like a dab of it, you know, like a little, like a like a little splorch, a drop. That's the word I'm trying to think of. Jesus Christ! Um, Is takes it perfume? a drop. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's licorice scented when you smelled it and it was black. <laughs> no, it, it smells like like dead rotting things. Basically, takes like a drop of it. Puts so it on, licorice like, flavored, thing. yeah. So it is exactly. perfume. <laughs> He takes a little bit of it and kind of rubs it on his thumb and his index finger, kind of spreading it around. And then he collapses to the ground. Oh. Huh. <laughs> huh, how about that? <laughs> um, I'm going to check. I'm going to take the vial, first of all. Uh, hopefully it hasn't spilled on the floor. Nope. No, you're good. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to check to see, you know, medicine check, I guess, you know? Yep. How's how's he doing? <laughs> I rolled a seven. <laughs> seven? You're just like one of those. It's it's like you can kind of tell he doesn't seem dead. Like he just kind of passed out. And eventually, his eye, after like a maybe a couple of minutes, his eyes fly open real wide. And he says, ay, ay, ay. Ay, no love for the door, ay. You're right there, buddy. And he says, well, this stuff is uh, remarkable. I feel terrible. Okay. That's, that's great. What did it do? He says, well, uh, it reduced my maximum hit points by 76. <laughs> not seven, not like 76, but like 76. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for a minute, I'm like, uh, okay, so seven, 76. 76. Not like 1776. 7D6. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he explains, yeah, this would be another one that you, like, essentially code onto a weapon, and when you hit the target with it, um, it does 7D6 necrotic damage, and it reduces their maximum hit points by that amount as well. Ooh. Uh, okay, that's fantastic, man. My father dealt with a lot of weird stuff that like to hurt people. Says, who was your father? Some real weirdo? You could say that. Well, as they say, the apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I mean that compliment. in the best way. Yeah, he says, okay. as one fellow weirdo to another, it is uh, a pleasure to have known you. 
I'm going to tell you who my father was. Just because, you know, birds of a feather, maybe you know something. Uh, Gregorovich, remember that name? Gregorovich, hi. And he, uh, he says, back when Gregorovich was younger, he was uh, one of my... He says, maybe I've spoken too much. Hmm. No, so that's interesting, because I was worried that the stuff, the yellow stuff, which I've already identified, <coughs> it, reminds me too much of the stuff that we just got attacked with outside. Yes, I have heard of this uh, madness mist. He says, as long as you can keep a secret, I will tell you. And he kind of leans in on his stool. He says, Gregorovich was one of my teachers back when I was in, uh, you know, how you say, medical classes. He was one that, uh, you know, never gave anybody an A. He said, only the gods are perfect. They deserve the A's. Everybody else gets a B. Just a real asshole, if you ask me. But um, a little bit extreme. Uh, took his potions and medical knowledge a bit too far. Ended up getting kicked out by the camp. Uh, kicked out by the college. Okay, not surprising. He says yes. It seems that his uh, skill with death lives on in you. As I hope that you are able to use it in a more productive way than he. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. I have one other thing I need to take care of before we go end the war. I, I'm testing a theory today. Oh, yeah? He just kind of rubs his hands together. He says, these Chewingas are really something. They're very vir virile, but um, they... Uh, oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. Come on. <laughs> yes, they can also restore the lost limbs. He says, you see, so as you saw, the potato man that was just in here, he uh, is now walking out with two arms and two legs. What if somebody loses a head? Can they Does the head regrow the body? Or does the body regrow the head? Or would they both regrow separately and now you have two copies of the same person? Well, I can tell you that if someone is dead and you put uh, reanimate on them, right? I've done this already. Uh, and then you have a certain amulet that I honestly am starting to think is charmed by Chewingas in some way. See, my friend grew back his entire body, including the head. But I had the whole skeleton, though. So maybe you'll need the skull. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. So take a dead body, take the head off, then reanimate, then let the Chewingas. Well, you'd have to deflesh the skull first. I suggest hydrogen peroxide and some water for that. It takes a few hours. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know this. Just go with it. Yes, Gregorovich's daughter comes with the territory, yes. <laughs> yeah, this has been a very interesting experience. You know, I hope I don't die, because then when I come back, you and I can, you know, we can start our own college, right? Indeed. And if we don't, my name is Naughty Dory McManus. All right, I have something else I got to go take care of. He just kind of waves, shakes your hand, you know. Dr. Gregorovich is always welcome here. I just kind of tip my, little, my giant hat <laughs> at, you know, just a little nod, like, yeah, okay. All right, well, Daphne, uh, so second thing that you'd like, uh, that, that Daphne needs to take care of before you guys fly off. Go ahead and talk to Grund. 
All right. Yeah, Grund, he's uh he's there, you know, full flesh suit. You can tell he's starting to kind of fill out a bit, you know. Um like he's kind of getting back to his old self, you know, big hunk kind of dude. And uh he's there swinging around a broadsword. He's kind of got like one of those straw dummies kind of trying to find his old strength again. And he looks at you and just waves like a big dumb happy wave, very golden retriever esque. Hey, come on. Grab your shit, we're going. All oh, right now. We're going right here right now. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going by myself. I'm not gonna go die without you. Come on, let's go. They're dying? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know. I've I just been here die. swinging my sword all morning. I saw that some somebody fought it on the battlefield. <laughs> what what's even happening here? It's <laughs> <laughs> not untrue. Um yeah, we're we're gonna go save the world. Come on, let's go. Saving the world. Now you're speaking more language, which I learned is spelled L A N G U A J E. Yeah, so you can take that one to the bank. So close. I'm so proud of you. Listen, come on, let's go. As you see, every time I swing my sword, I run through the alphabet. All twenty three letters. I'm just shaking my head like. Mm, mm. Okay. Especially Fantastic. qua. That's my favorite letter. Qua. Uh, it's it's very quirky, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. Is, but how, and he, as he like as they're like walking, he's like, "There's one question: How many letters have accents on them?" Again, it's four. Well, it depends on where you're from. It could be all of them. It's Jesus Christ! Never learned this damn alphabet. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll we'll <clears throat> we'll talk about that later. We gotta. Where can they go? You you have armor on now. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And he just bang, bang. He's got like full plate on. Fabulous. Okay, good. Is that trying to find a name for my broadsword? Let me think about that one, okay? I'll come up with something really cool for you. Listen, here's the thing. We're going to go. We're going to at least get to the first part, okay? Because I'm sure that we're going to have to take a rest in between trying to get to this stupid place. Uh, if you survive, um, you and me... Uh, Together forever, okay? What do you think? Remember the time we talked? Yeah, remember the time we talked about like in the forest? Huh? Huh? I think we're going to a forest. I like some woods. Yeah, I like wood too. (laughs) Will there be birds? (laughs) Will there be birds? (laughs) Sure, yeah, of course. Very good. B U R D S, my favorite. So close. Gosh. Wow. He says, yep, you, me, and Gerund. And he kisses his sword. Okay, yeah, sure. That was not what I was going to think of to call it, but why not? I thought you were going to call it the Sword of Gondor for whatever we came up with. I'm like, there it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Run gets it. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's just like, yep, a learning grammar from the young children in the camp. Then they threw a curveball at me. Apparently, words ending in I and G called gerunds. I assume my sword will have a similar effect on those that feel its blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I might have some very cool things for your blade. So, yeah. Like, like paint? <laughs> yeah. I like a couple yeah. of beads to dangle off of it. <laughs> totally. I got some yeah. blue. Got some yellow. Actually, I got yellow and black. Yeah. Go Bruins. 
<laughs> I was going to say Hawkeyes, but you know, yeah. to each their own. But yeah, he uh, he just happily kind of trots along. It's all right. Let's go. Let's go see the birds. Mm. Yes, let's go bird watching. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we'll say the party kind of comes together um, right near the front line where you know Little Love is kind of moved, directing soldiers, kind of getting the 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 whole place ready, you know, for like an attack. Kind of anticipating the Golden Empire, you know, is just in case, you know, better to be ready for for another trench, like receiving a trench attack. As you guys get on Moxie, she just kind of waves and uh, says she has her best cloud giants on it. She says, we'll whip up a fine portal to send that black dragon through when the time comes. You just worry on getting there, get back with the crown. She um, takes her mailed fist, bumps her chest with it and says, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs>